Danda. Danda, Danda, Danda. Danda, 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 Danda. What if we did... We're geniuses! <laughs> Best podcast ever. We did that for 45 minutes. We we just have to do that, and then we can go get frozen yogurt and be done for the day. Mm-hmm. Danda, 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 Danda. What did you think about Danda? I've only listened to three tracks, but I get it. It's shit. <laughs> it's all, you know, this happens every fucking time. Kanye comes along, he hypes up an album, and you go. First, you're like, I'm not, I won't, I won't get fooled again. Not gonna happen. But then you're like, all right, um, let me revisit some of the good shit. And then there's like, so many songs are like, God damn it, this is the best shit. <laughs> and then, and you're, you know, I miss the old Kanye. Sure. Yeah. And you, you listen to the old Kanye, and you're like, this is great. Up until like Yeezus when. <sighs> It started to get like he'll put out an album and, and they'll be like, oh, this album only has like four good songs on it. And then the next one's like, oh, this only has like two good songs on it. And they'll put out an album uh, and it's just shit. This all doesn't have through. any songs at all. Yeah, it's just <laughs> Halloween noises and heavy breathing and, and keyboard. It seems like he got, I don't know anything about Kanye at all. Yeah. But it seems like he kind of got up his own ass a little bit. Like I'm. I'm an artist. I'm redefining. To say the fucking least. Yeah. And it's like. like, You've gotten away from it a little bit. Well, what I have. I have. My my thoughts are that like Kanye has decided that he he's really leaned into this. I'm a god. I'm a genius. I'm I'm an alien from a different world. And I'm going to elevate music. And I'm going to bring you things that are going to blow your mind. Yeah. And I think there's like a ceiling on hip hop. Like I, it's lowbrow art in a way, which I'm not shitting on it because I love it and mm-hmm. I love everything that's lowbrow. But even when you see, you you can't go from like this ethereal gospel, you know, choir and weird sound effects to you know, I'm getting my I'm I'm beating up the pussy like you know I can Tina or whatever. <laughs> like you know, it's always going to come back to that. I'm in a Maybach, get my dick sucked. And so it just, it doesn't fit together. It's like, okay, everybody who's list, who likes gospel isn't going to like this because yeah. there's going to be somebody named Lil B-Boop in the middle <laughs> of the song talking about getting they ass eat. And like, so... <laughs> Is that a direct quote? From- <laughs> no, no. I'm sure. I'm sure like the, the few songs I listen yeah. to, like it does, it has like highbrow shit but then it launches you into a hip-hop verse and verse is always going to have some you know goofiness to it some reference to to some comedy like you know uh, super bad or austin powers or something and then talking about you know fucking and big asses and stuff so it doesn't fit so anybody who likes gospel is going to listen to this shit and be like well i can't get on board with this i'm like a religious person and anybody who likes hip-hop can't really get down with long chunks of gospel music there's not like a lot of crossover in that venn diagram you know yeah they're two separate circles people who are in these worlds and um you know i said there's like a ceiling on hip-hop like the it's kind of lowbrow and i know some people push through like if if you think about kendrick or whatever like he can do some things lyrically that you're like your mind is kind of blown but it still always comes back to you know all my life i want money and power respect my mind a die from lead showers uh, well, how does it go i hope my dick gets big as an Eiff- eiffel tower so i can fuck the world for 24 hours god damn i got bitches damn i got bitches yeah. it always comes back to that shit <laughs> and it's like i don't know it just it's wrong it's well, it, remember that nas video we were watching recently uh, um i know i am or i know i can uh, i know i can be what i want to be and it's a, a bunch of little kids yeah singing i about, hated that it sucks it's so cheesy <laughs> it's very corny uh but i don't think I mean, it's not for me, but there's no progress without experimentation, right? There's no, like, evolution, so I guess try it. No, the experiment's (laughs) been done, and it sucks. It's like You mean specifically with with gospel music? With gospel, with just, like, long instrumental Mm -hmm. things. It's like, I don't know, you're trying to make Pink Floyd hip-hop? It's stupid. It doesn't work. Like, I think hip-hop is at its best when you're kind of like, bobbing your head and you're like grooving out to it god i'm the whitest person that's ever lived but you know what <laughs> yeah, i mean you're like you're biting te- your lower lip <laughs> yeah your you're- pointy fingers <laughs> and you're swinging your hips but you know what i mean like when it's, it's got some aggression to it like yeah. when i listen to um 
run the jewels. Yes. That's perfection. Yeah. It's, and know, that's highbrow lyrically. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's um politically minded and yeah. stuff and and they it's if you if you're going to do a song about how the government is fucking you, yeah. do that song about how the government's fucking you. Don't do a song about how the government's fucking you and then switch it up right in the middle and make it about like I got I got money and I yeah. fuck bitches. And I think that's what Kanye does a lot of. Um, not him necessarily, but he does so many features. Yeah. And then these people don't really, they're not on board with the vision. It doesn't feel like every once in a while, someone is accepted as a genius and I just stand back and I go, okay. Yeah. I mean, there's a very fine line between genius and like megalomaniac insane person. I think Frank Zappa, Kanye, David Lynch. I see all of them the same way. You watch these documentaries about these people and they're just throwing, mashed potatoes out of canvas (laughs) yeah people are going whoa nobody can do what he does i'm sure people are gonna hate me for saying this because people love david lynch and i and frank zappa but when we watched that fucking frank zappa documentary it was all about how he's making like anti-music and if he like farts and blows on a kazoo and you don't get it that's your fault right at some point i don't think you're doing it anymore you're just making a mess yes exactly yeah (laughs) i don't know i i i think the term genius gets thrown around a lot and also i i can never like square my affinity for kanye with my uh distaste for people who hype themselves up yeah you know the whole i'm a genius shit is is that, that I mean that's kind of the appeal of Kanye I will say that like you're always wrestling with how you feel about him yeah. and that's kind of interesting artistically but he hasn't churned out anything right. of worth in a while take a step back and really think if you love Kanye like is recently is he making good music no is no he? and I don't think anybody thinks that anymore I think for a long time people held on and um you know I'm older so the first three albums for me were like fucking mind-blowing yeah. and then like if you're a little bit younger you're into heartbreaks and 808s and you know all that kind of like later auto-tune stuff which i think to elder millennials that's a little bit corny some of it was great some you know it was yeah it, you wait what's, dance like, to what's it on like, that what are some of those it's, it's uh like in the night yeah i think okay. that song's on there now, right. I'm, now I'm second guessing myself, but like all that, you know, when he really leaned into the auto tune, but it was still much better than all the shit he's doing now, you know. And even like Yeezus had a handful of like really hard hitting, fun songs, yeah, that were funny too. He used to have a of sense of humor, yeah. Yes, he doesn't anymore. Yeah, he doesn't. Have, I mean, he's kind of a shell of a person still trying to. to well, I think something. his his um, bipolar ate him alive. That's what yeah. happened because his bipolar disorder allowed him to be in this manic state where he could just churn out great shit and also kind of be impervious to attacks or critiques Mm -hmm. and then um when he realized that that was his superpower i mean he says that verbatim you know my mental illness is my superpower yeah he kind of embraced it and now it's destroying him i think from the inside but this is also what we do with kanye we speculate on what's going on with (laughs) him he's so out there and lives in some kind of fucking hovering glass house in the middle of nowhere and has like cattle and shit we have (laughs) no idea yeah you know this guy is on a different you know he's in a different wavelength than than our tiny apartment trying to figure out you know yeah figure out rich people how they operate (laughs) he's he's fun to to pick apart though yeah i don't understand the like hardcore uh fandom though like when he makes clothing and it's just tan sweatshirts and like big chunky sneakers like the ugliest sneakers you've ever seen well that's trump syndrome like trump gets on a microphone and tells you he's the greatest person in the world. And then you, I mean, you hear that and you go like, no, you're a big fucking idiot. And, but somehow you, and you think when you're in the room that everybody else around you is, is in agreement. Like yeah. how could anybody think that this giant orange retard is worth anything? <laughs> Ian, come and then, on. What? <laughs> and then, uh, but, but a, a certain percentage of people just go, just repeat it. Yeah. You go, 
you're the best. You're a genius. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's how it works. That's how it works with cult leaders. Most people, or like a lot of people will believe you if you just say you're a genius, you're the greatest. Yeah. People are like, all right, that's cool. I'll, I'll take your word for it. I'm on board. We I should mean, do that. Yeah, We're we the, should. I mean, we are the greatest podcasters of all time. Right. Nobody's doing what we're doing. That's true. We're geniuses. We're fucking geniuses. This is what I want to do with comedy, too. You were saying he's like an alien trying to reinvent, like, do shit you've never heard before. I'm just going to get in front of a microphone and make dolphin noises and be like, you don't fucking get it. I'm a genius. Get out. I don't want an audience. Get out. If you can get, like, six people to also believe that you're a genius, I think you're on your way. Because if they really think it, if they obsess over everything you do, then it just kind of branches out. You know, they're going to convince some people. Those people are going to convince some people. And then, you know, yeah. then you can put out an album where you just repeat the word Donda over and over again. Donda, Donda, Donda. I can't stop saying it. I'm going to walk around the apartment going Donda, Donda. <laughs> shit. It's shit, man. It's a bummer. Because like I do this, like I said at the beginning, you get tricked every time because you, there's all these hype coming up to the album and you go like, fuck you you burned me last time and then but then you like you get his name stuck in your head and you go back to spotify and you start listening to those earlier albums and you're like fuck me dude. i'm certainly so good glad he exists he's a fascinating character you know the baby's on his album because because he, he got canceled no because he's the only person who said he would vote for kanye for president he was he's like I saw some article there posting like screenshots of, of texts and he was like, you're the only person who publicly said you would vote for me. Like you supported me as president. You had my back. I have your back. Huh? I thought chance said he would vote for, I don't know. That was just Kanye. what I saw. I said I would vote for Kanye. Why he's such can't a, I be on the album? He's such a bitch too with other rappers. Like he does stuff like gives them a beat and then, Right before, and then they write a song, and then right before the the song's about to come out, he releases a song on the same beat to like f- he did that to Drake to like fuck with him, and like he does st- he's so insecure I think about getting older, oh, and yeah? he he wants to like cling to that genius title and be this like important person, yeah, and he works with weird people like shitty rappers. He'll put them on like remember that song, um, you're such a fucking hoe. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that song. It's a, it's an all right song. <laughs> it's catchy. Who's the like other guy in that song? Oh, I don't it's know. It's like one of those SoundCloud like red haired little poopy pants or whatever. <laughs> little poopy pants. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that must that is really interesting though. Like, in order to be, if you are considered a genius in like pop culture or whatever as an artist, I think the true like legends can't get caught up in that until they're dead like or until their career's over sorry get caught up in what like the fact that you are a genius because he's now he's freaking out like okay this is my legacy i have to keep outdoing myself right when you should just be making art because you are good at it and like it and just see what happens but if you let the pressure get to you now now we've got donda and like he's setting himself on fire and taking a shit on stage and like remarrying kim it's all this smoke and mirrors right and all that stuff would be kind of cool all that big artsy shit mm-hmm. if the album was slapped, good you yeah know? like people are talking about how like oh this song at this part really kicks in it's like mm-hmm. no you have to I, I forget i think it was Rappaport who is kind of annoying now with his little rants on uh, yeah. instagram he was like it does is the song good or not yeah don't tell me to listen to th- this this 30 second th- yeah, chunk yeah this drum part and this you know this verse like is the song fucking good or not right that's like eating a meal and it's like well this one garnish is good it's inedible but yeah. there's this one little part the cranberries on top are good you can <laughs> right have right that. Exactly. you pick around it that's not how it works I don't know why people feel they need to. Well, I guess he's trying to like reinvent a genre, right? Like he's Mm -hmm. trying to rework hip hop, but it doesn't work because he's like clinging to the old parts of hip hop. So just be a straight ahead verse Mm -hmm. about, you know, bragging and, you know, being Mm -hmm. a tough guy and then marrying it with other shit. It's like, just make the other shit. Yeah. You know, just that's kind of what 808s and Heartbreaks was. It was more singing 
and right. like kind of a departure from hip hop in a way. But that there's a difference between like experimenting, you know, like you have the base of like a, what we're all familiar with, whatever that is, like regular ass hip hop and yeah. then experimenting. But now he's just mostly experiment. It's mostly wacky shit. It's not tethered to anything real anymore. I assume. Yeah, I, yeah. I have not listened to this album and I'm very surprised I've been able to keep up <laughs> talking well, you know, about you've Kanye heard all these other song. fucking songs he's been putting yeah, out there. Yeah, I know the hits. You know why that song like you're such a fucking hoe? Like why you kind of like that song? Why? Cuz it's funny. It's funny. It yeah. was like a real glimpse of the old Kanye. Yeah. Where he was fucking around you know right. he was dressed as a giant bottle of water or something remember that <laughs> no <laughs> he did some i think it was snl they came out and they were just like dressed like giant bottles of evian which just their what heads the poked out and they were like it was so stupid did he but host snl no he was uh, a musical guest oh, oh okay yeah, yeah i forgot about that um i remember the kanye i remember most is like the fucking bear t-shirts and the um those sunglasses with the yeah, lines yeah. on them when i was uh when i was in high school or like about to go into college i was a lifeguard and i convinced my body you know how fucking pools are run by all teenagers sure. so like i'm 16 but the manager's 19 so he's an adult and i convinced my boss to let me wear those sunglasses while i was lifeguarding when he was like no and i was like please kyle just let me do it you're being lame and he was like okay fine they just block out it's just blocking my vision (laughs) when i'm supposed to be saving people's lives but i looked cool and that's the most important part well that's what yeah that's when kanye was cool yeah pink polo with the fucking backpack yeah that's so strange the one who brought real rap back or however that goes He's changed so much. Now gray bags that you wear. Yeah, it's all like army colors. Yeah, it's post-apocalyptic. It's a shame. He's also too fucking rich, man. Everybody's too rich. Yeah. I don't know how you're supposed to... I guess Kanye doesn't really exude authenticity. He's like, I'm something different than you. But like Jay-Z still kind of clings to that. Like it's about the culture shit. Yeah. It's like... I, I know at one point in your life you were poor and mm-hmm. selling crack and like living in brooklyn or whatever but not now yeah, yeah. and it, that guy's gone yeah and that hasn't been since you were what 16 or something right, yeah yeah he's not relatable at all anymore. although you were you were saying he was never good right or uh, i was just never a big fan of yeah. jay-z i don't i never really got it like i understand that he's like a good businessman mm-hmm. he's a businessman right but uh <laughs> the the I, I don't like his voice and I thought it was kind of like one note. I think a lot of people would agree with that. I, I don't know what happened with him. Everybody just kind of hyped him up. It's weird. That's that's a big part of hip hop. It's like the hype around you, you know? Yeah. What can you get people to say about you? Damn, this is what we were talking about before. We need to figure out this hype. It's exactly that, yeah. Tell people what I might just start is. posting that I'm a genius everywhere. Yeah, you should. You should. I'll... I'll uh... I'll back that up. Okay. Ian Hunt's a genius. Have you seen what he's done with the medium? Right. Nobody else has done what Ian Hunt he has done. He signs up for an open mic and stays home. That's genius <laughs> yeah, shit. Brilliant. Yeah. I see what you're doing. He got. He gets drunk. It doesn't go to the open mic. <laughs> regular people, regular comedians get booked on shit. Yeah. Ian watches YouTube. He's doing this like anti-comedy right, thing right. that people don't understand. <laughs> It's all about <laughs> the jokes he's not telling. Yeah, yeah. It's like jazz. <laughs> yeah. Anybody can get booked. <laughs> Have you tried... Except um, for Ian. <laughs> not getting booked? Yeah. That's brave. Right. Yeah. I think it's an act of resistance what you're doing. I tweeted this the other day, but as soon as I can figure out how me not doing anything with my life at all is some kind of act of feminist resistance are you kidding me that's so easy to do that that's what i think free bleeding is just poor hygiene (laughs) yeah (laughs) like no this is feminist resistance well it's gross i left chunky blood on the subway seat because i'm a feminist no i think you're unclean yeah i think you need to i have gangrene in my pussy take that because of the patriarchy yeah it's just like some things are just uh biologically unfair but i don't think that's like the move to just be gross 
Right. Well, I mean, blood is blood, right? Yeah. So if I nick myself shaving and I got blood dripping from my chin and I'm like, what? Now this is your problem. You're trying to eat your mashed potatoes? Well, (laughs) this is nature at work. So fuck yourself. And I shouldn't have to shave. So this is all of our problem Right, right. I wouldn't be shaving if it weren't for beauty standards. Right. Although you really don't have to shave. Men don't have to shave. I do. Okay. Well, I like your five o'clock shadow you've got going on right now. Really? Looks cool. Yeah, it looks cool. It's weird because my facial hair comes in just mustache mostly. Yeah, you got like the, the. It's like a goatee. I hate it. I hate goatees. <laughs> well, like Doctor Strange. Yeah. What, goatees are so nineties to me. I just feel like I'm, you know, a cast member on Friends. They would always, didn't they always like grow goatees and shave uh, them? I think Matthew Perry had a goatee for a little bit. Yeah. Good God, the um, the like roller coaster matthew perry's face goes through when he's addicted to pills and booze and then he stops like he it happened so fast too i rewatched friends recently i don't know why but soon like eight episodes in he's about to die he drops like 50 pounds he looks like shit his skin looks gray it's hanging off of his face he fucked up man yeah he he really did really really and he's the most talented one that's what i'm saying that's why he fucked up he was in like one movie that was pretty good, which what was, was that? The, like the, the whole Penelope nine yards. Cruise one or something. What was it? Selma Hayek. The, no. Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say it. <laughs> okay. It's the whole nine yards. Okay. It's with um, Bruce Willis. Amanda Pete. If you're looking for the woman in it. Yes. Bruce Willis is in it. Okay. That one. Yeah. Is that one where like her dad's a gangster or something? Her dad's like. Their neighbor's a gangster, I think. It's okay. Bruce Willis. He's like the tulip killer or some shit. <laughs> okay. And uh, I, we rewatched it a while ago, and it sucked. But at the time, it was, it was people hit. liked it. People were like, "This is kind of an offbeat, fun comedy." Yeah. And he had like a movie career going for him, and then I feel like he just did a bunch of shit, like romantic comedies. Yeah. He could have been like a a legend, a comedy he really, legend. Yeah, he was a, an amazing comedic actor. Really, really funny and like unique. Right. Unique delivery. Uh, and now he just looks like he has Parkinson's. He should have just died from pills. He should have died from pills. No. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> come on. If he died from pills, we'd all be like, I there'd watched, be a documentary about him. That is true. Sometimes, I mean, in terms of sometimes a legacy. Yeah, no. Sometimes it's best to die from pills. <laughs> no. I've been saying that. No, no. But, you know, maybe. Yeah. No, but. But. Good. don't get, do get, it get yourself from pills but if it happens no like who's died from me it probably like belushi i wonder if he would have just had like a shitty career that oh i think he would have gotten like, canceled belushi Nah, i don't think he would have like he's he's too old for that the fuck he is nobody's too old for cancel is cancelization mickey rooney was he like he sexually assaulted everybody in hollywood mickey and everybody's rooney like oh and what a darling belushi the same age mickey rooney no he's well i don't know <laughs> <laughs> mickey rooney's like a little garden gnome yeah he's but he's dead now right if you get molested by mickey rooney but he was <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing you were not. squatting down to get on his level <laughs> no <laughs> he was apparently like come down here okay he was apparently so I can molest like you. a predator with young ladies in hollywood climb up them he i i heard a story where he told elizabeth taylor like we're gonna either do this the easy way or the hard way wow. like either way we're gonna fuck so get over here and she was like 16 yikes so he had to he had to go young because they were because of the height well, he was also uh, not much older than that. He was like a child actor. He was with Judy Garland and all all those people. I don't know anything about anything. What he might be a nice man, and that yeah. may have been a dream I had, but I don't think so. He's well. A, sounds like he he got in some of, trouble if, you, if it got to you. If you know about it, uh, well, I've done my Fuck research. Em. Nobody cares about. It's like uh, the the character in in breakfast at tiffany's too that's just kind of like a silly joke to everybody yeah <laughs> it well, was, that's what i'm saying about being too old to get canceled it just like happened so long ago nobody's fact checking well i guess people the people that do the canceling don't even know about 
breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, I guess you know you're what right. I mean? I have been watching, I sent it to you. <gasps> oh, on yeah. TikTok, all these Zoomers discovering the man show, and they are outraged Horrified. by it. Horrified. They're like, Jimmy Kimmel was on this show in the early 2000s where they like made fun of women. <laughs> they said women were stupid and feminism was bad. And it's like, yeah, it was a stupid show. Like, yeah. Everybody got. That it was dumb. It was a reaction to Oprah. Yeah. Because they were watching Oprah and they were seeing how Oprah was, you know, talking about how women are better, essentially. And they were like, let's do our funny parody version of that. Yeah. It's very weird to see. Yeah. It's like a parody of itself. And it's weird to see it through Zoomer's eyes. Like they're clutching their pearls. Yeah. You, you, I watched the video that's supposed to like, um, I don't know, expose them as as disgusting misogynists they have women called juggies yeah jumping on a trampoline but then you go to the com <laughs> like i watch it i'm like yeah i remember the man show sure yeah. and then you go to the comments it's like oh my fucking god people are losing their minds they're wow. like i can't believe this do people know about this and like the jokes are like wouldn't it be great if every woman was a juggie yeah you go into the juggie chamber you know they yeah, always do we these take like a homely woman and put her in the in some yeah. like machine and she, and comes, she comes out, out and she's hot right and they're like oh my that's like the joke that's the yeah. level there's a microchip you can put in the back of a woman's neck so she shuts the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> it's like stuff like that it's like it's fucking stupid like i always thought it was dumb but it's not upsetting it's really you're choosing to get yourself riled up i think it's just classic the sexes making fun of each other yeah yeah exactly well that's like almost exclusively what women do now (laughs) and even men have to jump on and do it yeah it's so weird but i guess because there's some like it's considered predatory when it goes the other way if you're commenting on a woman's looks or something like that i don't know fuck me and now, now they want to like cancel a show and shit. And like, oh yeah, Jimmy Kimmel. That's so weird. I don't know. I mean, I guess I can kind of take him or leave him, but uh, for who we have left right now, he's probably the best one. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel, like yeah, the, yeah. like naturally the funniest. Uh, right. When it comes to like funny stuff, I think that's why Conan was always the best because he didn't dabble too much into politics and shit. But Jimmy Kimmel, as a person, is like a bleeding heart. You know, he sometimes gets it wrong politically, but yeah. like he wants to, he wants people to be okay. He's like a nice guy. Yeah, you he know? seems nice. And also like, I don't think the man show is anything to get yourself upset about at all. But even so, he's clearly not the same person. He was a kid. Right. And he was doing a character. Yeah. Ugh, fucking who cares <laughs> Safe we're all doomed <laughs> yeah it doesn't matter i mean overall i, I do think we could get rid of adam carolla <laughs> yeah well adam carolla's gone so insane wacky now he's just gone so right when he got a little bit of money and you know he's on that bootstrap tip yeah 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 he just wants to hoard all his fucking my parents didn't care about me yeah, and look heard this story <laughs> shut the shut fuck up, up. You got his degree from PragerU, and now he won't shut the fuck up. Um, What was I going to say about him? Oh, he also lives in California, and I do think, like, if you're starting to lean right, and you move to California, where I think the taxes are, like, astronomical and stuff, and Mm. you just, like, get more and more angry. Look at these kids in their vegan muffin shops. They've never worked a damn day in their life. Yeah. Whatever. Speaking of shitty movies, what were we, we were talking about? The whole nine yards. This is a terrible segue, but are you guys ready for our Cruella review? Oh, yeah. Because we finally watched it. What? <laughs> I don't even away. know if I really <laughs> want to talk about that movie because it was so confusing. Like, it I is. still don't know what fucking happened in that movie. She's born with black and white hair, which makes no sense. I was waiting for a reveal where, like, sorry for spoilers. There's going to be some spo- Cruella spoilers in this, but her her mom is the Baroness. And I was waiting for some reveal where, like, we find out that naturally the Baroness has that goofy two-toned hair. Yeah, that would have made sense. Why is her hair black and white? Or if she like saw something scary right when she was born, her <laughs> yeah, hair turned yeah, white. Yeah, like half her hair turned white. Right. But she doesn't do anything bad, really, except for fuck with the Baroness. But she has this Joker moment 
where she suddenly goes like she changes her name from Estella to Cruella and she's like I'm a little bit psycho I'm a little psycho she like yeah. looks in the camera and like maybe I'm a little psycho and she doesn't back it up with anything she doesn't skin one dog I'm the Joker baby I'm Cruella baby hold the microphone up here so we don't get that crackle oh okay sorry you're right yeah um yeah and another weird thing about the movie is she's friends she's a friend to all dogs yeah she's like it's like isn't that her whole thing she hates dogs a nice lady who likes dogs (laughs) yeah so and sometimes is a little rude (laughs) yeah but only if you're a bad person so and she just really loves fashion and she wants to be a, a cool lady who makes dresses in the cartoon is she a fashion Yes, she's very... She, well, no, I mean She not, wears cool clothes. Yeah, she's just a rich lady who likes clothes. Uh, see, that makes me think that the whole thing, they're like, you know, trying to appeal to... Yeah, she's a girl boss. Right, yeah. She's like a talented, working her way up, hasn't gotten her due yet, girl boss. They have to take a movie that wasn't made to have a prequel or an origin story... So the original cartoon, and they had to make all these pieces fit. It doesn't so fit that at everything all. comes together and becomes the cartoon at the end. Yeah, but it's like because of that, everything gets so complicated, and they have to tie up all these loose ends. And then like she got all this money because the Baroness uh, had to go to jail, and she bequeathed. Her, uh, it's just so fucking all over the place, yeah, you know. It. And then. <laughs> And then, like, the end of the movie bumps up against the cartoon. You're like, all right, I guess. I don't know. Also, I do like Emma Stone, but I don't buy it. I don't know if I loved, like, she would do that husky laugh when she's Cruella. Like, I'm a fucking, I'm a crazy person. And it didn't, it just, you could see. The movie felt like you could practically see the crew right off, like, screen, if that makes sense. Like, you can see how they Put it all together. Yeah, well, it's cobbled it together with a bunch of different writers writing little different chunks and then trying to make some kind of cohesive thing. Right. And um, it just, you know, when you saw the trailer, you're like, this is an unnecessary movie. But when you watch it, you're like, wow, this is extremely unnecessary. Yeah. This did not need to be made at all. You could have just made, just fucking, I don't know, remake the cartoon, I guess. That would have been a little bit better, I think. Like do a live action like what they did with Glenn Close. Actually, that would be bad. Was that good? Oh, they did. I don't know. They did do that. Yeah, they really did do yeah, that. That was good. And she's a like actually plays a bad person. I assume like like well, yeah, she plays like Cruella. Cruella the yeah, actual was Cruella. Great. I've think, never I've never seen it. Hugh I mean, Laurie's I saw when I was it. like eight. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, it's best not to revisit those. Just let them be good in your memory. Right. Um, and that Deus Ex Machina ending was fucking wild like the way it all just fit together how they cobbled everything together at the end to to save her and and like redeem her and and the and the bad lady gets her due that's the cruella emma uh fucking thompson's character she's a real piece of shit she likes tasing her staff that was funny there are every once in a while there's moments that like are are very funny and it's kind of watchable it was sort of enjoyable. It looks really cool. Yeah. Like the budget is astronomical. But the, the dogs, I don't know why they all have to be CGI. I hated they don't that. do like extra, they don't do backflips or talk or anything. Yeah, but they just have still... CGI dogs like following her and wagging their tails and it looks like the fucking Polar Express. Yeah. It's so weird. I really like that guy, the fat guy from I Tanya. He plays one of the henchmen, like one of her right. her sidekicks. He's very, very funny. Um I tweeted I had this like mini viral tweet when the trailer came out. I was like, you know, this this movie is the origin story of Cruella. Like, what's going to happen? A bunch of Dalmatians kill her parents in an alley. <laughs> like, you know, like Batman style. Yeah, yeah. And that's what happens <laughs> in the movie. That's the origin that's story. That's what a bunch of Dalmatians kill her mom. <laughs> actually happened so she grows up i stood up during that part like are you fucking kidding me (laughs) it was like the laziest writing yeah on the planet but they had to make her like a good person for some reason yeah she she ends when the movie ends she's a good person yeah and then when the cartoon 
starts. She wants to come skin puppies alive yeah. to make a coat. <laughs> Not make... dogs, little puppies. tiny puppies. Yeah, because they have the softest fur or right. something. I don't remember. It doesn't make any sense. I don't. I don't remember the plot exactly of the of the cartoon. Like, she is she open with Anita and Roger that that's what she wants the puppies for. Mm, yeah, she. Uh, I don't know. She comes because we started to watch it. Remember, yeah. she comes to their house and she's like, "I want to buy the puppies." Right. And then, I don't know if she's like, "I want to. I want to skin them alive." Because I don't think they would sell them. Well, they didn't sell them to her anyway. I don't know. I don't Who remember. thought of this movie, by the way? This this Dalmatian has a hundred and one puppies. No, that's not it. How that's do not they, how they just keep coming out of her. No, that's not. <laughs> she's not just like super pregnant. <laughs> they have like a shit ton of puppies. Yeah. The, the mom dog. Yeah. Has a bunch of puppies. And then Punk, at no. some point. Perdita. Is that her name? I don't know. No, wrong. At some point, they go to Cruella's house and they see that, I think, she has a bunch of puppies already that she's kidnapped. And she needs 101 to make the perfect coat? Maybe. But, yeah. So they This doesn't sound right. They release all the puppies. I think this is wrong. No, this is fucking right. (laughs) And at the end, they're a family of 101. I think she has 101 puppies. They just keep... Remember, they're like, there's more. There's more. Keep coming. And there's 101 that come out of her. Remember, they're like... 12, 12 puppies. And yeah. Like 11 puppies. One of them died. Oh, yeah. That was weird. And then they yeah. bring the corpse out and then they <laughs> yeah. rub it. Until it looks it comes like back a little life. like burrito, like yeah. a little <laughs> breakfast burrito. Yeah. It's like a rat. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then it comes back. And that's the one that eats Lucky. all the time, right? Or the one that's. No. That's okay. fatty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's luck. I used to be really into fatty. this when I was a kid. I'm remembering. Yeah. I, I did too. Because there was a cartoon, like a series. Yes. And that was great. I forgot about that. Was it? I don't know if anything was good. No, nothing. Yeah. You know what movie? I, I think I've talked about this before, but what movie I never want to rewatch because in my mind, it's so fucking funny, but I know it's terrible. Um, Dracula Dead and Loving It. Oh, I love that movie. I love that I saw movie it. so fucking much. I always wanted to, I wanted to rent it every time we went to Blockbuster. I was like, this is great. This was like the height of comedy for me is Leslie Nielsen's face on a little bat. And yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like how when they try to kill one of the vampires, they keep hitting it with a stake and the blood just keeps pouring out at them i thought it was so oh and when when things spray out for a long period of time that's always funny if it's puke or blood or whatever (laughs) that's always funny oh i also loved um monty python the meaning of life where the guy it's so dumb but the guy eats himself till he explodes at a restaurant he keeps ordering more and more food until he explodes on everybody in the restaurant and i thought that was just so funny that's that is funny that was like i would rewind it and rewatch it and i don't know if we talked about had this exact conversation on a past episode but have you you seen the movie mafia did we talk about that i don't think i have it's the same genre of slapstick insanity back when they were making full parodies of like genre films yeah you know and it was it was you know the godfather and everything else and it was so to me i i think it was the first time as a kid like I couldn't catch my breath where like tears are coming down my face. Like I just remember like he's a little boy and he's sitting with this little girl that he has a crush on and there's a shooting star and she's like, oh, make a wish. And they're just looking up at the sky and her tits just start growing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I they, love that. They that's go to a silly. wedding. Yeah. They go to a wedding and you know, there's always the nicknames like, oh, that's Johnny yeah. two times. He says everything two yeah. times. The papers, the paper, whatever. <laughs> there's like, oh, there's, Tony has a giant baboon on his head. <laughs> and then on. he's got a baboon <laughs> on his head. I love that genre. Like all of those Leslie Nielsen movies. That's his name, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All of the, what are they called? Top Gun? No. <laughs> Naked Gun. Naked Gun. Yeah. Those are so fucking funny. Right. And he's like, he's under some woman who's getting something out of an attic on a ladder and he's like nice beaver and looking up her skirt and then she hands him a beaver it's, and it's just there's nothing funnier it's just great on. yeah um 
I have another movie review I could do. I saw a film this week by myself. I saw a scary movie in theaters by myself because you were working late. And I was in the theater literally by myself until a couple came in late. But I saw this horror movie called Night House. Yeah. The Night House, I think. And I can't decide. I mean, the first like 45 minutes of it are was good and then it it just really goes off the rails i think horror movies are the hardest genre to pull off unless you go completely like grindhouse this is supposed to be bad yeah you know it's weird it feels like it'd be the easiest thing to do but it's really not it is really because they had this idea the it starts after her husband kills himself he like had shot himself in the face and it's it's that you've seen it a million times but a heartbreaking moment where she comes back home after the funeral with like a covered dish and it's the first time she's in this house alone and mm-hmm. starting her new life and what's gonna happen now and it's it, it's very quiet and you think the the lesson or the metaphor is like is she she starts hearing things going bump in the night and it's like is she haunted for real or is she just haunted by memories blah 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 and then about halfway through the movie she delivers this monologue she starts getting real drunk and acting (laughs) stupid all the time Mm -hmm. and she she tells her friends that she when she was 17 she died and that she knows what the afterlife is and it's nothing which that's where all the questions began for me because I'm like, Dad, do you just like were you just unconscious or were you conscious in a void? Like, do you just not remember what happened or like she's certain that nothing happens after you die? And then she eventually finds out that like nothing is basically the devil. Like the devil is the devil is is not like that void yeah that nothing but uh, but it's like a a sentient being that started haunt and it it wanted to like reclaim her after she almost died so it started like um possessing her husband to try to kill her but her husband loved her so much that he started killing women who looked like her and burying them in some house in the woods that looked like their house in order to trick the devil and she finds all this out oh it gets so fucking wacky too much and then stuff it starts chasing her around and then i'm like what what is what is the point like when the writers decided that nothing happens after you die where how does this like evil entity come in and start fucking with everything because that that indicates that there is something after you die and it's like hell right yeah that's too that's too and her husband got really into the occult that's like that's a trope in movies where it's like the bad guy is nothing like that i remember the never-ending story the bad guy was like nothingness the nothing yeah that's like exactly this scenario seems like when you were writing you did nothing (laughs) yeah it really felt like they had this sort of good idea for a quietly disturbing movie and then they didn't know what to do and they just got so wacky with it there's a point where she starts seeing just like visions of what her husband was up to like murdering women she just can see it happening in their house and then she just starts like saying her husband's name and this invisible like presence starts touching her. You can see like her skin move as it moves its hand up and down her body and they seem like they're about to fuck for a second and she's like, oh, Owen. And the the evil entity goes, I'm not Owen or like, it's not Owen. And she's like, what? And then he slams her head against a mirror and she's like running around it, no, it's so fucking weird. That at that moment, I scoffed out loud in the theater. Yeah, my, most I'm horror movies are really, Owen. really then bad. She sits in the, in this boat, the boat where her husband killed herself, and she's like grappling with this nothing demon, and her friend pulls her out and saves her and brings her back to shore, 
and the last moment of the movie she's staring at the boat and somebody goes what are you looking at there's nothing there and she's like i know and then the credits roll and it's like what happens after you die i don't get it (laughs) what is this what is the meaning of any of this yeah, because if it's nothing, then there, there would be no problem. Right. Yeah, yeah. Then you're just it, like, lights out, it's over. Yeah, but also it can't come get you. Exactly. Because like, it's not sentient. So Because like, it's nothing. Yeah, I want to sit these writers down and be like, did you really expand this universe? Like, what does this fucking mean? Well, they're trying to do like an allegory for like, you know, the, the fear you feel for nothingness. If, yeah. If death is nothingness, then that's scary. Yeah, there is. Because a m- you never get to do anything or be alive and it's like okay they that's their jumping off point yeah and then trying to write that because most horror movies are like allegories trying to right. you know, you're trying to make some kind of point or trying to like i don't know pick something that's scary and uh explore it why it's scary why we're afraid of right whatever commitment fucking disease yeah and her husband leaves a suicide note that says uh you were right there is nothing nothing is after you nothing can hurt you and if like you can read that the first way and then you can read it the way that nothing is actually a thing that's after her and can hurt her and it's just so much but there is one moment where she's speaking to the nothing demon and she goes where's owen because owen's dead and this this being is like some sort of like afterlife sort of uh what's the 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 grim reaper kind of thing and he just goes he's gone and that moment kind of hit me like fuck that that is the like dreadful part of death he's gone like he just doesn't exist he's gone yeah yeah it was one of it's those, like, like it's like de- death is already scary if that's the truth and uh, you don't need to add an ex- extra little spice on it. You know right. what I mean? Like you're doing just, I don't know, just lean into that. Make, make that the movie. And I, then you don't even yeah. need a supernatural element of it. Just yes, like exactly. discovering what the afterlife is, which is nothingness. And then, I don't That's what Who I. Cares? That's what I liked about it in the beginning. and But then they seem to like contradict themselves when this nothing demon is chasing her around her apartment, smashing her head against walls. What is that about? I don't understand. Because that means there is like supernatural shit and things happening after you die, right? Yeah. Or is it just nothing that consumes you? And It gets too complicated. You're writing, <laughs> you're, it's too much lore. There's yeah. too much like a world building in such a short period of time. That's my problem with a lot of these horror movies. It's like, okay, you got to set up the movie. So half of the movie is just going to be introducing you to these characters. And then the second half of the movie, you have to set up the entire world of the monster or the demon or the forces yeah. or whatever and that shit gets crammed in the like second half or even the uh, last third of the movie mm-hmm. and it's too much and it's too complicated to even have time to be scared of anything right that's how i feel about um us is that what it was called the jordan oh, peele movie yeah the second one i think it's yeah. called us no yeah them. <laughs> i think it's us okay but that what was happening in that world was so fucking complicated yes. that there's another mirror universe that's below ground that right. and everybody eats rabbits and, and it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. Like, I don't have time to be afraid of any of these characters because I'm still trying to do like this math of what's happening here. Yeah, and they're something to do joining with the hands, hands across, across America. America thing. Yeah. That was really bizarre. Too fucking much. And then the whole time it's obviously an allegory for like, the class divide. Yes, and, he was doing. Uh, he does way too much. Right. Like I, I really like his movies. I think he does a good job, but I do. I I think he he does too much. I prefer sim- simplicity, especially in a horror movie. That's why I really like the first half of the Night House. And then I was like, I felt like I'm watching a totally different movie. I felt betrayed a little mm-hmm. bit because well, it I got so wacky. A, a perfect horror movie is simple on its face. Yeah. And then you start to think about what it means later. Yes. And you go, whoa, a whole nother dimension to this fucking thing I watched where I was just getting uh, goosebumps. I also really hate the way that 
Jordan Peele with the, that second movie and this movie Nighthouse hold your hand through the metaphor. Yeah, of they course. Go, we said that, this I think. Is, this is what this is. Right. It, it actually represents another thing. Like this nothing fucking presence and how you're actually afraid of nothing, but that's the scariest thing of all. And it's like they really hammer you with it. And you're like, I could have gotten here on my own. Thank right. you. They're spoon feeding you. And Whereas like Hereditary is about family familial familial what am i trying to say familial yeah familial relationships and and uh grief and loss yeah and stuff and like and that dread really sits with you yeah but i mean that's the underlying message of that movie right like the way say, we interact with family and yes and how you know resentment and and you know all that a little bit though hereditary that ending gets very wacky i love the ending i know no, people great. don't like the ending but i love it i love that it just all came down to the most first of all you already have you already understand the devil like you yeah. kind of have and they're in hereditary it's a demon mm-hmm. but they they ease you into it and you understand a christian demon like, yeah. I don't need too much, like, oh, it's the nothingness from another universe and or whatever the right, afterlife, yeah. or it's a parallel universe underground where people eat rabbits and you just go like, this is too fucking much, like, demon, got it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, fucking sure. And then once it's a, once you know that, you understand that, okay, so so everybody else in the movie is kind of like uh, witches and, and in the occult and worships this demon. You're like... I'm on board. Right, I get yeah. that. And then it's just like laying it all out and with, with disturbing images. And, and yeah. And how you can't escape it. You're ready to be scared. Yeah. You're like, I understand everything that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Even if it's really insane, I get it. What's your favorite horror movie or one that has probably actually hereditary for me is probably the one that's like actually disturbed me more than any other yeah, it's an adult. Yeah, yeah, that that one. But I mean, I have a real soft spot for Evil Dead too. I know it's not the yeah. scariest movie in the world, but it's just it's a fucking game changer. It is once you see it, you notice that so many other movies are just biting that movie. You know, yeah. like the close ups, extreme close ups of people doing things. You know, like um, the in, oh, in Evil Dead, he, yeah. he's like latching the chainsaw to his. Yeah, Edgar Wright hand does was. that a lot. Yeah, he f- he fully bites. Yeah, Evil Dead or like the spinning camera or like the, um, you know the POV of the monster moving through the mist and shit. Oh yeah, speeding stuff up, slowing stuff down. It's I really want to direct a horror movie. Yeah, like me actually, too. like write and direct. I know, I know, we did uh, Glory Years, which was so fun. Yeah, but, but that wasn't ours, to. really. Right? I mean, yeah, that was that was, was written Garrett. by other people. I would love to. I keep thinking about that recently. I don't even know what it would be. I had an idea recently for a, a bunch of people who accidentally kill somebody or purposely kill somebody, but they order a task rabbit to help them bury the body. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and that person's implicated. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about writing a like Chris Chan horror movie. Oh, yeah. A guy who gets bullied so much that on and, the internet. Yeah. And then... A, like year because we were talking about all the people who bullied chris chan and how they're just living regular yeah, lives one guy's now. a doctor and and the horrible things they did to this person this disabled person like ruined his fucking life he and sucks how, though more the more i learn about him like he is a piece of shit but his brain's broken yeah, it's weird though. His brain's broken in a way where he doesn't understand social cues and he um can't tell him people are fucking with him and he he's hyper embarrassing because he doesn't understand how to interact with other human beings. But then there's a like underlying creepiness to him, you know? He's yeah. like sexually Yeah, he's he's a predator. Yeah. He is. Yeah. But I mean that's kind of that would kind of work for a horror movie. My I, I as I write it in my head, mm-hmm. I already hear the backlash like, oh, this movie, um, you know, claims that or makes it seem like autistic people are violent or you oh, know really? what I mean? You think that would be part of yes, it? Yes, absolutely. Because this whole can't thing do this to ourselves where we already let yeah, these yeah, fake know. critics stop you from making I a know. thing. 
but like yeah it's such a specific instance and i mean that's what a good movie is uh it's up for you to interpret whether or not this person's actually a villain or whether they have (laughs) their own issues that led them to be this person you know like that that's such a philistine interpretation of like the bad person doing the bad thing is a is bad and gets cut and dry and it has everything to do with who they are you know i don't know yeah you know what i'm saying kind of i don't i honestly don't even know what i'm saying <laughs> I, that, that cold brew i feel insane like, i know that feverish. shit is jet fu- jet fuel <sighs> jet food jet food cold brew can't melt steel beams we almost did an hour i wanted to talk about uh irritating people on the internet but I like guess we who? Could save it for next time. Do you want me to say their names, their first and last names? <laughs> oh, I never mind. I know who you're <laughs> talking about. I thought you meant like a type of person, but now I know who you're talking about. Well, I do want to talk. It is a type of person. It's just something I've noticed recently. I we saw we saw a tweet that was like completely insane and cunty about abortions, like the stuff that's going on in Texas, and. Um, you know, this person's like considers themselves left leaning. It just made started making me think about who these people are. These like extremely online Twitter people who have to be like right about everything and think they have perfect politics, and everybody else is like a trad idiot. Um, and they're just always taking people to task and calling people out and stuff. Yeah, you don't understand how the world works. Let me show you. Right, right. And they're always getting into arguments. Um, and and it struck me recently that like back in the day in like 2000 i would say like 2009 2010 if you went to brooklyn like bushwick even like williamsburg and stuff like it was a it was a different place than it is now it was like kind of uh i mean i don't want to say desolate cuz people live there but it's like neighborhoody and um you wouldn't go there if you lived in Manhattan, like people were just like, oh, the joke was if you have a f- friend that moves to Brooklyn, they're no longer your friend. You know, why yeah, the fuck yeah. would I go out there? But there was like this small community of weirdos, kind of like punk kids, artists. And some of the bars were, were cool in Brooklyn. You would go out and you have a, you would have a different time. You know, yeah. it was a real alternative lifestyle out there. And like it was interesting and fun. And like, you know, I was tangentially part of it because yeah. I was always you know, working full time, two jobs. And these, the people that lived out there were a little bit more like, you know, free bohemian, bohemian. Yeah. And then what happened was like a few years after that, this new wave of people showed up and they were still also living the alternative lifestyle and they were bartenders and and shit like that. And they came from, you know, everybody's a transplant and I know if any black people who lived in Brooklyn during this time heard any of the things I'm saying right now, it would just be like, everybody's just a fucking gentrifying asshole, yeah, which yeah. valid point. But this second wave of people, I started noticing like there was a different energy about them. They were just like, it's it was the birth of like the ironic mustache and the oh, yeah. wearing like a Golden Girls t-shirt and like, I don't know, rolling your eyes at everything. And it was very important to be into the right obscure science fiction book or you know band and uh and they were irritating they were annoying people and they dressed like assholes and they everything was you're dumb because you're you know like a regular person you know i'm alternative i'm different and this was the birth of hipsters that's what that was that community was hipsters and they were fucking annoying (laughs) and and they ruined every bar you went to like all of a sudden people wearing pork pie hats and riding unicycles and stuff just to be like isn't this stupid it's like stupid but like i get it because i'm doing it's like cool Uh, it's like different imagine that being your whole person that's such a disservice to yourself yeah never actually letting yourself enjoy any irony poisoning like uh you're performing for other people right so this term hipster eventually got co-opted by the bros and it didn't mean anything anymore because they just used it to describe anybody yeah, man, like you wearing a beanie that's it right or no you're wearing like a strokes t-shirt yeah. it's like it's fucking <laughs> like you know it was ruined everybody started using it and it didn't mean anything but it used to it used mm. to be a very specific type of people and i think it was a great term while it lasted while it applied to these people and these people were always better bro is the worst 
type of person you know i think matt leary used to have that joke about like hipsters suck but you know you're not you you call me a faggot and hipsters will just say i don't listen to right music or whatever yeah yeah, i'd rather yeah but um it struck me recently that these people because they're now in their like mid 30s or whatever and they're they're not maybe they still are drinking you know pbrs at the exact correct coolest bar or whatever Mm -hmm. but they're all now these online like political voices who (laughs) some of them have kids and shit so many people are flashing before my eyes because a lot of them are involved in the comedy community and do this irreverent unfunny bullshit i remember one time i went to a uh music festival and we were with one of these guys and every band he was like i'm gonna go get a drink these fucking guys suck (laughs) and it's like you bought a ticket to this yeah (laughs) everybody we've seen you you roll your eyes at and the lineup was fantastic but they're all now they're online getting into these arguments and you know shitting on people we know and everything has to be because they want to have the most obscure they've taken their obscure um whatever their their personalities they have to be infatuated with something obscure so that they're different cooler than you they're right. doing that with politics so it's like oh, oh you're you lean left well i lean i'm actually a communist <laughs> and have you read this fucking book and it's just the cuntiness just keeps stacking up and it has made the left intolerable and it's all because right. of these thought leaders who started off as just like eh, you don't get it you don't get it this like Taylor Swift shirt I'm wearing is like a joke because you guys are idiots. You guys are losers. And I just think this type of person is insufferable. Yes. And uh, I guess I don't really have a point. That's just watching the trajectory of these assholes throughout my life. And now it's politics. Yeah. Which is so counterintuitive because you can't have a hipster political opinion. The idea right. is you want this to be universal, no? Like you want more people to embrace exactly. this. Exactly. That's so, wh- that's it. So <laughs> you can't have a you can't have a hipster political opinion or right. political identity. That's not that's not how that works. Do you remember we heard a guy recently say I was into all cops are bastards? Way before any of you ba- guys, yeah, back way back in the day, when I was like sixteen, and what now and now fuck? other people are saying is like, are you not happy that more people are embracing? Yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> your 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 thing. political ideals. Like, what is, is it not cool anymore? Do you not like cops? Yeah, now what? Are you gonna go the other way? You, like, you're actually into cops because everybody else? I don't. That shit blows know, their mind, man. and then they have to figure out a way that they're more left than yeah take your pick fucking noam chomsky or no, it's whoever a the fuck competition it's a fucking competition yeah to who can be the most left because as soon as things as soon as like progressive ideas become the norm then that's that's a hipster's nightmare because yeah. they want to be in the shadows the you know everybody else is trad and yeah and lame i'm cool i'm over here doing my interesting thing so you got to get more and more extreme with your views until they're just nonsense i mean i think that's a real symptom of constantly looking over your shoulder to see who's looking at you who's watching you right it's all like your entire existence is a performance for other people you can't just let yourself rest and exist it sounds exhausting and it's also exactly the opposite of what you claim to be Mm -hmm. you know which is I don't like, give, I don't a, give shit a shit about, about it. Anybody. Yeah, I don't care about like, anything. Like, you keep saying that very loudly at other people. Right, yeah. <laughs> Bill Burr has that great bit about how he went and saw Lady Gaga with his wife, and she she kept yelling, I don't give a fuck. It's like, oh, yes, Lady do. Gaga. You know who doesn't give a fuck? It. The guy who says he does, who, who never says he doesn't give a yeah. fuck. Other people say that about him. You know, Jimmy, yeah. he doesn't give a fuck. There's like a very, very. Um, the, the definition of cool or what it is to be cool, I think, is so much more difficult. Like, because as soon as you start considering yourself a little too much, you're not cool. Yeah. As, as soon as you're checking in to see, did see, did people see that? Am I? Are we doing it? I put the sunglasses and the leather jacket on. I'm trying. Oops, you lost. Yeah. It's like, it's it's almost impossible to be cool. Cool is is like a complete lack of of well it's a, i mean you're upset yeah these people are obsessed with yeah 
seeming. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what. I, I don't, don't know. It's just also it's, 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 the motives are just so suspect and awful. And like you, you just this wave of people and this whole idea of being like, look at this fucking idiot. Like that's your whole that thing. Still exists. Like that is it's, the it's most, evolved. The most insufferable. We all agreed a long time ago. I think that that's the most insufferable way to be. I but, think what the problem with it is that there was this disconnect where it's like, oh, these guys are kind of like punks and do their own thing and you know they're kind of weirdos and maybe they sell drugs or something and they're fun to hang out with and then then the other people who are like you know who's a bunch of losers like people who do this and people like i don't know go to work and don't (laughs) have aren't poly or whatever those people showed up and we didn't they weren't rejected immediately and they should have been everybody but everybody should have been like shut the fuck up you're annoying why also, you like this? On top of everything, you're fucking mean. Why yeah. are you horrible to yeah, people? Yeah, yeah. And like you on the surface. You have to like explain why you're better than everybody. Yeah. We have fun. And the Twitter has just really allowed a lot of this asshole behavior and this shitty personality yeah. to shine through. Yeah, Twitter's all about like out cuntying each other. Well, the computer's doing all kinds the of garage What the is, fuck? Is it restarting? I don't, it better not. Oh, well, you'll no. find out. Okay. Hopefully you can hear this. Um, Hail Satan. Hail Satan.